I think that Team USA is going to knock off Scotland, the fat, beer-bellied, soft, fair-skinned sissies from Scotland are going to melt in the Houston night, and America is going to triumph in a dramatic victory. That's, that's, uh, you hurt me the way you speak. That's a racist and hurtful word. Yes, yes, because that's what we do here. Brought to you by Friends of the British Council. Everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City. And we had a huge weekend in rugby this weekend. Steve Lewis and Martin Pengelly. Guys, there was a bit of a rugby match in Houston this weekend. Yeah, one of the three biggest results ever, ever in American rugby history with the Olympic gold medal and whatever it was, 2024, women winning the World Cup, and now this one um, in terms of results. And probably the second most important thing after Seven's inclusion in the Olympics, the test of this weekend is how pivotal will it be for American rugby? First win in 94 years over a Tier 1 team. Uh, how do we kick on? Where, where do we go from here? But what a fantastic performance by the Eagles. And Steve, you did say when you were interviewing um, John Davies and Will McGee on the pitch right after the match that you were sorry that it wasn't Wales. You were sorry that it wasn't Ireland. You were sorry that it wasn't England, but it, you were okay with it. Why, why wouldn't it be? My new country beat my old country. Of course, I was particularly okay with it because I'm friends with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, as uh, you were watching on the uh, the telly, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, and what, how did it, how did it come through on the telly? Um, raucous enough, and I wasn't there. And I would say it wasn't as big a crowd as it has been in the past a uh, couple of occasions in Houston. But it was a raucous for the game, raucous for the crowd. It was good watching. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, the tailgate was great. The lost afternoon luncheon was great, and match that was the, the headlining match was exceptional. Yeah, fantastic weekend. I mean, it's now turning, these internationals are turning into weekends as they are in, say, the Six Nations or other places. You're seeing the same people going, showing up, meeting people they haven't seen in a long time, making new friends as we managed to do over the weekend. Uh, ancillary events around it. Tailgate was great. Crowd was a little disappointing, to Martin's point. Uh, I believe it was around about 12, but um, it certainly made up for it in terms of enthusiasm and intensity. So fantastic weekend all around. Where do you begin uh, analyzing the match? Joe, Joe T, Joe Telfete was the uh, man of the match. Spoke to him. Do you and Coach Gold have a secret handshake because of the, you're with the Warriors or something like that? Is there a synergy there going on that we don't know about? No, it's just, uh, you know, when we catch eyes and we see that there's a fire that, that needs to come out. I think that's the only thing. We don't have a handshake. Maybe we should come up with something. But, you know, when he gives me that look, I know it's time to roll. Well, I got to tell you, Warrior is an appropriate name for you, my friend. And uh, you made every U.S. Eagle fan out there very proud of this nation. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Go Eagles. Uh, Blaine Scully, um, emotional, emotional win for him. He's, he's, these guys have all put in so much work. Um, it was a pretty incredible performance from every single man that was out there. Um, in the prep we had all this week, and credit to all, 
27 of the guys who were in camp and, and the coaching staff and, and the admin administration. I mean, I think it was, a, it was a program effort and the resilience we demonstrated the last five minutes to hold Scotland out for as long as we did and force a tough kick to, to win the test match. Difference between this and the Challenge Cup win, Card. I'm totally different. I'm, I think, you know, I, I'm more I'm more proud of the team. It's not about me and and um, anything I've done. Uh, it was it was a team effort tonight, and one through 23 stood up, and that's what you saw. What was said at halftime? We just knew we had to get on the right side of the referee. Um, we didn't feel good about our discipline coming in. I think the penalty count was 9-2, and. And we just needed to stick to what we know what we can do. And I, we saw what, when we did that, we put, put them under pressure. And, and that's really what the second half was. At the end of the match, after he did the post-match interview on field, Scully was just walking by himself, dropped to a knee, head down, a little bit of a moment, and got a big bear hug from Gary Gold, who I, I'm thinking is, he's, he is gold. He's, he's undefeated. He is undefeated. I mean, the, the point I made in my um, reactive blog for The Guardian, I think, bears repeating here, which is that he, he came in and built on a foundation. You know, the, the Eagles, he won the ARC undefeated. They were undefeated when they won it the year before under uh, John Mitchell and Marty Veal. The uh, way that Mitchell and, v and Veal left was fairly chaotic, fairly typical of, of how things go in America. But they did great work. Other people did great work. So Gary Gold did, should be remembered, build have something to build on. He's built on it extremely well so far. And, and Blaine Scully, he was the one, the first one to point out that this was a program. He named his fellow teammates, his coaching staff, the administration. He said, soup to nuts. And how, when was the last time we had that in USA Rugby? I mean, we're clearly on, despite everything, we're clearly on a move up forward. On the field, yeah, yeah, yeah. and off I mean. the field, That's but um, I think soup to nuts is a bit of a stretch. I mean, they, they've done well despite some administrative failures and I'm some just talking the rugby. And budget deficits. Yeah, they're, just they're, talking they're, the rugby. On-field stuff's good. Um, credit needs to go to these players. This wasn't a fluke. It wasn't an interception. It wasn't Scotland playing terribly, um, somewhat disappointing, but not terribly. The Eagles deserve this win. It was a composed performance. You had fantastic individual performances from Tauferi and from McGinty in particular. Um, they held their nerve. I mean, there was a, they, they won an aerial ping-pong battle and scored a try from it. With 10 minutes to go, they were under the, under the gun, 10 metres out from their own line, and they were dis, uh, defensively extremely disciplined. Those were the, the positives. Those might not have happened before. There was a sort of sense of professionalism. There was a sense of um, intensity about the performance. It bodes really well. And not lost in all this should be Sam Manoa. Because the guy was a monster on the pitch as well. You know, trying to pick a man of the match. Joe T was the man of the match. But as Sean Davies said in his, to you, he said, I think everybody should be the man of the match. But then they were like, okay, Joe T, no argument really there. And then AJ Ginty played an unbelievable match. Um, he could be, but you could just, you could name other guys and everybody stepped up. Nick Cervetta and Cam Dolan raised their games considerably. Am I wrong there? Oh, you're absolutely right there. There you yeah. go. I, do, I, I have a skepticism about the whole concept of man of the match. To be honest, I think it just, it focuses too much debate. It's really irrelevant. I mean, it, it is the team. I mean, you get outstanding individual performances in this game. You, as you say, you had 
I don't know, six, seven, eight outstanding individual performances and the rest of them are extremely strong. Um, it's obviously necessary. It's a thing that happens and the match is awarded and that's nice. But Sponsors, hello. Yeah, of course, of course. But I, I grew up watching Leeds Rugby League at Headingley and no matter what happened, Ellery, Ellery Hanley or Gary Schofield was man of the match every week because the sponsors got to award it and those are the, those are the two star players. So they just got it every week. and It, was, it, it serves you right for watching Rugby League every week. I played it. So, so talking sponsors, I mean, let, let's move. What's the effect of this match from a commercial point of view, and from a game development point of view? I think you have to be happy if you're the people that put the match on. Producers, uh, you have now everybody asking what's next. You had some people there that might not have been familiar with rugby. I had a friend and his two sons there, and they were ecstatic. Well, what's actually, let's look at this from a Scottish perspective briefly. Okay, so from a performance aspect, very disappointing. Definite um, tarnish on Tooney's reputation now, picking that team. From the Eagles' perspective, it's irrelevant. You can only play who's in front of you. So that was a professional Scottish team in a full test match, and Townsend got what he deserved. He got bitten on the arse. Sure, we can say that. You can say that. You got bitten on the arse. But anyway, and then the SRU don't have their troubles off the field. Uh, they had a Ben Russell's father was uh, let go and won an employment tribunal. So there's a little bit of infighting there. Dodson, who's a very um, autocratic chief executive, shall we say, is under a little bit of fire. So this, this wasn't a great weekend for Scotland, and they're, and they're going down now to Argentina to, to take on some, some pretty wounded pumas, you know, having lost two to Wales. So again, um, from Scotland, disappointing weekend. Gamble didn't pay off for Townsend. But let's focus and let's credit the Eagles. It, it's the Eagles' weekend. It was our weekend. But really... Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. I think in the long run, this benefits Scotland. Yeah, of course it does. They, they, gave, they found out some stuff about young players, and, and again, you lose, you lose. No one wants to lose a test match, but it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the world if you lose four in a row. Or, or was it five now? I can't remember. Five now, mate. <laughs> five, not six now. <laughs> <laughs> six for, six it's for six in a row. It's not England. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. if, you, if, if you lose five in a row, it's... A different thing from losing one game in that case. And with the selection he made, as Steve said, quite rightly, bitten on the ass, but not the end of the world. Guys, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, and before we come back, we have some footage from Houston for you to look at. What's it like to be the only undefeated CEO in USA Rugby history against a Tier 1 nation? I've had worse days in my life, Matt. Bring it on. I've <laughs> been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back. And this was, this was a win for everybody. This, this tie, for instance, Jesse Lopez in the 70s. I met him once. He gave me the tie right off of him. 
You know, and, and it's for all these people out there. Jack Clark, I spoke to him on the pitch afterwards. No, it was a great night for American rugby, wasn't it? You know, I mean, what a historic victory for us. It's it's our first scalp against a major rugby playing nation, and what a what a fantastic effort on this team and their coaching staff. Really, really pleased for them and all of us. The Cal footprint all over all over the field, but also these guys, Tom Billups, all these folks out there. Dan Lyles on the field, Tony Riddell's on the field, Dave Hodges, all these guys and people that have toiled all these years. This win was also for them. And, and I thought it was great in that respect. But the other thing is the booing and the jeering of the Scottish when they're kicking. What did you guys make of that? I'd rather it didn't happen, but I'm not as bothered about kind of thing as some people are. I think a, a raucous home crowd is a good thing, and a raucous American crowd is something that most other rugby players will never have experienced. Steven? I concur with, with Martin. I think, uh, you know, that there are grounds in the world where it doesn't happen. There tends to be more respect in Northern Hemisphere rugby. At the end of the day, this is now, that, that was an emotional occasion. That was a big kick, and there was a lot of people in that stadium willing it not to go through. Um, so, you can't look to that as an excuse for a professional kicker missing a kick. So it's like Seattle. If, if that becomes part of the identity, so be it. Well, the thing is now, you can forget Americans being quiet <laughs> if there's a big kick on the line after that miss. I can remember, you, remember, um, you look back five years nearly to when the Eagles pushed the Maori in, in Chester. I was going to say Philadelphia, but I've been there now. I know it's Chester. It's different. Chester's a place. It's a different place, yeah. yeah. Um, the crowd then booed, cheered, and chanted USA, USA through the hucker. And if some... They didn't boo during the hucker. They just chanted USA, USA, USA. Jeered and, boo- and cheered. Jeered and cheered. As I remember. If they didn't boo, I take it back. I think we're, this is semantics. They basically made a big, big noise, big pro-USA noise by, therefore, implication anti Ari noise through the hacker, and it was spectacular. And I think it was taken as an American thing. It was organic. Yeah, if you did normally in other in other parts of the world, if you if you're seen to have disrespected the hacker, then bad stuff happens. It didn't there because it's a, it's a Philly thing. It's an American thing. I think it's marvelous. Yeah, I, I actually asked coach and captain in the press conference about that after the match, and they were both, "Hey man, we're doing a warrior cry on your turf, and all you did was chant your nation. You chanted your nation's name back at us. I mean, that's." They were fine with it, yeah. As, which is which is good, good for them. And I'm, I'm, means I'm fine with that kind of that kind of American crowd involvement. It's just a good thing. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, you want to talk about the loss. You want to talk about getting smoked. You want to talk about how your 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 nation you, you is all in black and mourning, and you're walking around with your head down. Not me. <laughs> say he, he, he didn't respond to some pretty determined social media baiting from me in the hours after that. There was, no, a, is, there was an unlizard-like the silence there. He's a bit above the fray, and uh, you could tell. For, for you, literally, it was a win-win in a way, right? I mean, the team wins. Yeah, I, okay I said already, my new country beat my old country. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you want to bait me, uh, <laughs> my relationships are obviously with the current Eagle squad and Eagles coaches. You know, so... So that's your personal relationships, and those are the people I'm happy for. You know, um, if Scotland won, Scotland won. Uh, Contraire, my friend, because you were saluted in the lost afternoon luncheon by none other than Gavin Hastings, and his son was the number 10. So you, uh, you're, you know, he's like a, 
he's a he's a chameleon. double agent when chameleon. it comes to rugby. Chameleon, you call it a chameleon, I call it a double agent, maybe a spy of sorts. That wasn't actually what, what Gavin referred to me as though. Did talk about those collars getting bigger each week. Exactly. The, the collars are hiding in. <laughs> All right. Uh I, I, this is a hard one to let go of this match. I just don't want to. I don't want to end the. End, What's end. next? What's next? Where are they going? They're going to Nova Scotia. Where else would you go after that win? <laughs> what what what's what teams going going to pick? Is going to stick with the tried and tested combination, or are they going to pull a Scotland and look past Canada and play some younger boys? No way. I would say I would. Yeah, I I would not do that. I would try to hammer home what just happened and uh, couldn't agree more. And hammer the Canadians. Prediction on Canada. Difficult without knowing the selections, but you'd like to think now the U.S. are 15, 20, 25 points superior, whatever they put on the field. Yeah, you would think that. I think that's changed even in my time, yeah. in my, time in my second country. That, that's changed yeah. in the, uh, the prediction. You expect them to put Canada away now. Right here. USA 45, Canada 17. And which of these three people did pick the United States to beat Scotland in this very studio last week? The blind squirrel. The American. <laughs> 50 monkeys in a room with a typewriter and Shakespeare. That's what that was. Or the guy that was right and is leading us in our picks all year long anyway. Any on that note, on our 52nd anniversary pick week. Second anniversary. We've been doing this for 52 years. Uh, I had a full head of hair when we started. Uh, anyway, it's a good week. And thank you guys again. 52 weeks. Thanks to everybody downstairs. Fantasy Sports Network Studio. Everybody that's called in, you guys are great. We plan on bringing you another 52 weeks of stellar rugby reporting on Rugby Rack. Thanks, everybody.